Hi, friends. Welcome to Race to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. A new school year means new beginnings, new adventures, new friendships, and new challenges. But does our kids know that? Are they in that stage? To understand that the new school year means the slate is clean and anything can happen. We can write anything. We can make it happen. No, right? I mean, you might not have kids that are to that level. I mean, at least I didn't understand myself that a new school year means, you know, new adventures, new friendships, new challenges until like later in the years. And so I feel like It's so important for us parents to prepare our kids for these new beginnings and new adventures, new friendships and new challenges by, you know, talking about it. And so I today I'm going to share these five things or, you know, five practices that I do before back to school with my kids. And this year it's been crucial because my older one is starting middle school, so there is a different set of anxieties going on. And my younger one is starting kindergarten. And for we just had a restructure in our district. So now they have the kindergartner also has to change the school. And so there is just this whole set of, you know, new feelings coming in. And older one is more feeling more anxious and he's feeling like nervous and just, you know, jittery. But my little one is just like straight up, no, I don't want to go to school. And there are like some, you know, there's like fuss going on, there are cries. And I totally, totally understand. And that's why I want to share this, my personal experience of how this back to school can feel different every year. Every year, it has been a different experience for us, especially, you know, as you go from the elementary to middle school is different. Right now, last year, we changed school. We moved out of, you know, our town and we went to a different town and it was was altogether a new district, new school, new people. So there was so much more anxiety there than it's this year. But it's still, it's a little different experience. And that's why, and like, I love because, you know, how we all hear this, like, oh, wait till they hear this or wait till your kids get into this age. And, but I don't like that. I feel like every phase is a new phase, right? And every phase brings its, the newness And every phase brings the fear or, you know, the uncomfortableness or this just new feelings with it. And so today I want to share like how can we work with these feelings and how can we ensure that we empower our kids and help them, you know, identify whatever they're feeling, acknowledge their feelings, you know, validate their feelings and then help them process it, help them move forward because 
we don't want our kids to feel alone when they're not feeling good, when they're feeling icky inside of them, right? So we want to be there. And at the same time, we want to make sure that we don't just, you know, we're not just there to just to be there or we're not, you know, invalidating their emotions or we're not like shaming or making them feel guilty about how they're feeling. Like you really don't want to say like, well, this is school year, you know, you always do this. You've done this before too. And it's okay every year, blah, blah, blah. We don't want to do that because when we make them, you know, like, and of course it's not our intention, but unintentionally when we make our kids feel shame or when we make our kids feel guilty about the new feelings or the experiences they're they're feeling, they are going through, this has like really negative impact. And if I get a chance another day, I want to share the like what shame looks like, what guilt guilt looks like in you know in kids, and what are the long term effects of the shame and guilt. And we're probably we're probably you know not probably we've all seen it. It's just now it's about time that we educate ourselves, like what it looks like and what it feels like and how can we be proactive about it and how can we change our language? Because at the end of the day, we need to understand that our language becomes our kids' inner voice. So let's choose our words properly. Let's choose, let's be mindful and conscious about, you know, like, not just how we say things, but also what we say to our kids. It's also important. So how we say it, what we say it, why we say it, this all aligns and it's so important for us to be mindful of it. So without taking a further ado, I want to share five practices that I do before we start the school year again, before we go back to school. So my number one thing, we're still like almost a month away from our school, but we've already started the conversations in the house. And so the first one I, I start with is, you know, asking a question and asking a question not to expect an answer, but just to give them, you know, the stage to get curious and give them that, you know, space to just acknowledge and understand and go within and just, you know, Give them a space to process. So I've started asking questions. Like every day I've been asking this like, hmm, I wonder what it'll be like to go back to school this year. You know, and then just leave it up to it. Like I pause and I wait for their answer. If they want to say something well and good, if they don't, we don't like, you know, I don't force them to say it. There And so, you know, it takes time. It really takes time. And so with my older one every day I get this new insight like how he is you know nervous about the new school system now like he's gonna have lockers you know and he's gonna have to go from one class to another classroom and the school is huge it's so big and how he's afraid that he might not get to the another you know the next class on time how he's worried that he's not gonna get time to drink you know to have a sip of water, how he's worried that he's not going to get chance to go to the bathroom. And, you know, so there are so many things that are like popping up. And so what we're doing, we're writing it down. We're like, you know, just having a conversation on a daily basis. 
with my younger one, what's, you know, it's so different. He just says, like, for him, nothing is coming out. He just says, I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to talk about it. And, you know, I really honor his feelings and his fears, whatever he's feeling. And I just leave it up to that. I don't, like, you know, I just say, oh, okay. I am noticing that you don't want to talk about it. And he says, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. And I said, okay, we'll talk some other day. And then, you know, because... I'm giving him time for him to process it himself. And I know eventually, you know, eventually when I feel he's ready, I will ask him again. And if he doesn't feel like, you know, if nothing comes out, then I'm going to start sharing about my stories. And I'm going to encourage and empower my older one to share his stories. I'll start sharing stories about my, when my older one went to kindergarten or, you know, when I went to kindergarten and how was it for us. And so we're going to start sharing about that. And, you know, it's just so, because sometimes, like, you know, he's only five and it's possible that he's not able to articulate. He doesn't have words for it or he just doesn't know what to say. And so just, you know, making him curious, letting him sit with it is okay. Because again, ask question for them to get curious, not for the answers. It's not important to get the answers. What we need to do is we need to ask them question, pause, and then let let them share when they're ready, right? And if you feel that it's taking too long or, you know, it's just nothing is coming out and it's just like it's creating more of, you know, it's shutting them off or something, then start sharing stories from your school time, from your other, you know, from your older child or from your other child's stories or any, or, you know, sometime. If it's your first time, make up stories. Kids love making up stories. And if you even don't even like making up stories, then just get books. Get books that talks about the first day of stories. You know, we had a book for my older one when initially, because I had no idea what to, you know, talk to him at that time. And so I was, I started sharing from the book and the book talks about like you know how they were feeling like you know nervous about it and how they had they got ready their you know book bags and clothes and stuff and so so read books if you're not sure what to say second thing that I do is we look at old pictures of previous school year or you know the the year before of school together and then you know we laugh about it or we remember the stories, how that picture was taken, what was happening, what was going on, how was he or, you know, how was he feeling, things like that. Or we do pretend play, like, oh, what it's look like when you go to first, you know, when it's first day of your school, that we're going to take pictures and, you know, we're going to have build memories and whatnot. And so it makes them feel familiar with the experience and it makes them feel like okay yeah and you know it visualizes in their mind and so it helps them like okay yeah I've done this before and I can do it again and if they haven't done it before if this is the first time and then when you play pretend play it makes them you know okay yeah this is what it feels like so then they are getting it's like you're getting them ready on you know when it's the first day what it's gonna feel like And so this has been my favorite thing. We talk about school pictures. We talk about, you know, 
how he has to stand up outside in the line and we remind the school rules and whatnot. So it's, it's a great way of bringing the awareness back in the picture and visualizing what to expect. Number three is involve them. Involve them in the, you know, in the school preparation. So like involve them in shop if you're shopping for their clothes. Involve them if you're shopping for their, you know, the school, the backpacks or the materials or, you know, getting all that stuff ready. Involve them. When you involve them, it makes them feel confident and it also makes them feel like, okay, my opinions matter or I matter. That's why I'm here, right? Ask them. Or, you know, even when, you, when you're buying clothes and stuff, I always give my kids choices. What would they like to wear this year? So last year, I know you, I remember that you always liked wearing sweatpants. Is that the same this year? Or do you want to try different, you know, different kinds? So, and I give them choice. I don't, I'm not so hung up on that you have to wear jeans or you have to wear shirts or you have to wear casual. So you have to, I am not one of those. I used to be like that, but I'm not. And now I focus more on what they're comfortable in and what makes them feel safe. And, you know, so that they don't feel distracted or they don't feel like they don't feel uncomfortable in what they're wearing because I want them to feel confident in their skin. I want them to feel confident with what they're wearing and, you know, just show up for who they are. They don't have to fit in. They don't have to fit in or they don't have to pretend someone who they are not, right? And so my kids love sweatpants and sports shoes, and I don't, I really am, you know, okay with it. I make them pick whatever they want. So involve them in the preparation. Number four is wonder, like, you know, this is one of the play that we do. Like, we wonder about their classrooms together. So if it's your, you know, little one, it's like, oh, I wonder what colors are going to be in your classroom. Or I wonder if you're going to have a kitchen like you had last year. And if you have a kitchen, what do you think it's going to be like? Or, you know, what do you think the first thing you would like to do? Or would you like to play with the blocks? Or, you know, do you think you're going to have story circles, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So it brings, again, it brings them memory. And if this is a first year, it kind of gives them, you know, you want to introduce like one thing at a time. Like you want to introduce them and, you know, like, oh, yeah, you're going to play with, your, with the blocks in school too. You know, things like that. So they feel prepared to go and they feel like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, a similar experience at what we have at home, like, you know, playing. And when it's, if it's about your young kids, if it's about your older kids, so like, for example, my middle schooler, right? Of course, you know, this is like so new. So then we talk about like, oh, I wonder how it's going to be. Well, you know, and then we talk about how we've seen the middle schools in movies. Actually, one day I even asked my my son that, huh, I wonder if your middle school is going to be just like the ones that they show in the movies and TV shows. And he goes like, mama, no, that's not how it is. They're so different. This is not a movie. This is real school. I mean, I've never been to a middle school here in United States, but, you know, I, schools in India are so different. There's no such thing as middle school. So I cannot relate to that, that experience. But my husband went to a school here. And so, you know, when he started sharing his experience, my son just, you know, my son, he was just listening. Like, 
Yeah. You know, it just makes him wonder. It makes him get curious about it. And he's been to the school. Like, the schools here are great. They take you on a tours. They have these orientations and they take you, you know, on these orientations and they show you what it's like. So the, even schools prepare our kids. And so I just love just wondering about and like, you know, imagining, just go in your imagination and like, you know, draw a picture and see what it's like or what would you prefer to have it or what would you like to have this experience as. And it actually really prepares them to you know, to show up and it prepares them to get ready for the new experiences. And number five is start practicing routines. This one is huge. So like, of course, you know, I, we, in our house, we go with the seasons. We have routines based on seasons. We don't, we're not like, okay, so during school year, we wake up at six o'clock. So even during like in the summer, you're going to wake up at six o'clock. No, we have different routines when it's not school, you know, not school days. And we have routines for school days because I feel life is about seasons. And when you are so strict about doing the same thing over and over, it becomes like, you know, and you're so rigid about it. It takes the joy and the fun out of it. And it also takes, you know, because what if tomorrow life is uncertain? Then you're not prepared for the uncertainty. And so if, you know, if you're practicing same certain routine and, you know, you know, it's the same thing every day, it kind of puts you in auto, you know, autopilot. And then it doesn't teach you what to do when it's a different routine or when it's, for example, when the pandemic hit, we were not prepared because we were so used to of our same autopilot routine. And so that's why, like, I love going with the season. And so start practicing routine. So we've already started like, okay, waking up early, sleeping on time, like, you know, sleeping around like right now because of the summer, they were, you know, always up with dad and they were always having their chill times and they were doing things. So they were sleeping like the latest was like the 11 o'clock. And I was okay with it because, you know, okay, they're home and they all spend time together. They want to, and you know, the sunset doesn't go until late night and it's just like, you know, it's their time. Okay, fine, whatever. They want to play whatever they're doing. And, but now that we know we're a month apart, you know, a month away from school, we've already started, okay, 15 minutes today, this week, and then 15 minutes next week. We sleep early 15 minutes and then wake up 15 minutes early like that. And so, you know, start practicing those routines now. And then another one of our favorite routines is getting ready during the weekend for the next week. So taking our clothes out for five days, doing our meal plans, you know, like deciding what we're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, and write it down for five days. So we're, you know, we're, we free up that brain space for the next five days. And we don't have to make those smaller decisions on a regular basis. So we save energy and, you know, we don't have to feel drained and we don't have to like, you know, just drag about it that what are we going to eat or what are we going to wear in the morning? And so this reduces the power struggles. Right? So it's so important to start like practicing the routine. So these are the five things that we practice in our household before back to school. We've always done it in this manner. Of course, it's not in particular order. Like sometimes we talk about, you know, looking at the pictures and sometimes we talk about, you know, we plan about the clothes and sometimes we talk about what backpack to choose or, you know, things like that. So we have a month to go in here in New Jersey. 
So we started, we've already started practicing these things. And so I hope you found valuable and start practicing. The power lies in preparation, right? Because I truly believe that if you want to have a better productive tomorrow, you have to organize it today, right? You have to organize your today. You have to plan ahead. You have to prepare. And this way, you know there are no surprises coming up. And so you know how to handle the emotions that you're feeling, the newness, the new experiences, new adventures. So you prepare to experience them. And if you have like big feelings about it, then you can identify it, you can name it, acknowledge it, validate it, and then process it to move forward. That's it for this week's episode of Race to Rise. Be sure to sign up to our email list at risewithmetal.com and join us again next time for more wisdom about life, kids, and everything in between. I am Mithal Patel wishing you happy raising and rising.